Hey, welcome to Sleep With Me, a podcast that's here for one thing, to help you fall asleep. The way it works, you get ready for bed, turn out the lights, and pull up your covers, and press play. After that, what you're going to do is put your racing thoughts aside, whatever's bothering you, whatever's keeping you up at night, whatever you're worrying about, because we all worry. Tonight, you're going to step away from those thoughts in your head, and you're going to listen to me tell you a bedtime story. And I'm slowly going to send you off into dreamland as my story gets more and more boring. Don't worry. It'll start out interesting, interestingly enough. Is that interestingly? Mostly? Most disinterestingliest? I don't Don't worry. It'll start off interesting, and then it'll get boring. Before you know it, your alarm will be going off, and you'll be getting up for a new day. Now, if this is your first time here... Older episodes are on iTunes or on our website at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. If you have any questions, comments, or you feel the need to just express yourself, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com is how you can get a hold of me. Or on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. If you can take the time to fan us on Facebook or like us, Sleep With Me Podcast, that'd be great. And I would really, really appreciate if you could tell someone about the podcast or go over to iTunes and review and rate us. Thank you so much for trusting me to help you fall asleep. I really take it as a sacred, uh, <laughs> sacred, sacred task. I don't know, boredom. I take my boredom sacredly. I don't, I'm not sure what that means. But I'm really here to uh, help you fall asleep. I'm someone that's always had trouble falling asleep, and I can remember that, you know, I tell someone, oh, I'm, I got insomnia, I can't sleep with that. And the first thing they always say is, oh, it's in your imagination. Or, you're ma- oh, you're just being dramatic, man. Or, you don't have insomnia, you're just nuts. Or, you know, you just don't want to get, you know, whatever. Don't let people, dis- I'm not here to disregard or judge your why you can't sleep. Maybe there's a body buried under your bed. I don't want to know about it. Or maybe it's just hard paying the bills or you got someone that works with, you that's difficult or maybe you know you had too much tea or maybe there's just someone they keep saying maybe and it's making you crazy and you just want to call them and yell at them but now it's not the time because it's time to go to sleep so I, I tried to do a fast intro to this podcast but it didn't work out so hot but I'm here to help you fall asleep and thanks for coming hey we're back with another episode of after the glass slipper and that's the story of Cinderella after she became princess. Mostly, our times have been spent with the crazy antics of the stepmother and the fairy godmother. If, you, if this is your first time listening to After the Glass Slipper, make sure you go to www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash glass slipper, and you can catch up on older episodes. They'll also be on iTunes, labeled After the Glass Slipper. Last week's episode... Uh, featured Cinderella and the fairy godmother in a, locked in a battle of wits. Uh, the fairy godmother was trying to win back Cinderella's affection, and Cinderella was having none of it. She's still uh, mad that she was abused by her stepmother, and she thinks the fairy godmother and the step fairy fairy godmother and her stepmother are the same person. So who can blame her? That's where we're at. I don't know if any of that made sense. 
was we take up this episode. It's right after Cinderella, uh, right after the fairy godmother had met with Cinderella. Cinderella took her wand from her and she told her to rid the poor sections of her village of bedbugs. So the fairy godmother, she was kind of doing the walk of shame. She really had nowhere to go but the wizard's tower. So she goes back to the wizard tower. She knows the stepmother's going to be mad at her. But she also kind of knows in her heart she's going to need the stepmother's help to solve this bedbug situation. Since she doesn't have her magic wand, she's really feeling the pressure because she has to get this done. Otherwise, Cinderella's going to be impregnated. Cinderella's promised if this doesn't get done in three days, she's going to be getting pregnant by the prince or at least practicing. Practicing pregnancy properly. Prince Papa. Well, you could probably come up with a tongue twister there. If you do, at Dearest Scooter or feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, I'll figure out a prize for you. So she goes back. She opens the door to the wizard's tower and kind of slinks in. It just so happens it's after midnight, but who's standing? So who's standing there waiting for her to come home? But the stepmother and Roland, the uh, former captain of the guard. They're covered in garbage and muck, and they're pissed. Look who, Look what the cat dragged in, Roland. Ugh, you. You have the gall to come back here. Where did you run off to? Well, uh, I had a meeting with uh, Cinderella, actually. You met with Cinderella? Did you meet with her as me or as you, you kindly, nice-faced... Ah. Um, I kind of met with her as both of us, of course, and she thinks we're... Well, you better not have mucked everything up. and Stick me in the muck as a maggot and rolling. We're rolling around in there together. Thanks. Oh, and by the way, fairy godmother, an interesting thing happened when we were in that bucket full of muck. All of a sudden I heard the bells ringing midnight. Bong. Bong. Bong, you know, you know, keep going. It keeps going till twelve. And suddenly, we weren't maggots anymore. We were back to our old selves. Well, that's kind of like maggots. The two, yeah, ha ha ha, yuck it up. And then Roland let it slip that when he was the, we turned it. You turned him into that beast, or did, oh, did I turn him into that beast? I when I when I turned him into the beast, I guess. And he tried to eat the prince's toes. It was midnight when he changed back to human form. So now I know all your spells wear off at midnight. So go ahead. Go ahead, blast me. I wonder if you do it at right after midnight. Does it still work and then it lasts all the way? Maybe you shouldn't blast me till later. Oh, can we? Can can we? Can you? Can we talk? Can we cease this drama? I need. I believe it or not, I need. I need to ask your help. I need. I need your help. I. I. I hate to ask. Whoa! What? What's with the? Uh, you turn us into maggots. You run off, and now you come and crying home, huh? Well, have a seat. Please, please, Agatha, I, I need your help. Roland, I need your help. The princess, she's going to have sex with the prince, and she's going to get pregnant, and then horrible things are going to befall all of us. Cinderella could be killed. The prince will be killed. I could be killed. I could be brought up on charges for failing at my job and brought back to fairyland. And you two, you'll definitely be killed. As a, Think about it, that muck monster. What? What are they going to send next? Uh, uh, please, please, calm down, calm down. Why don't you just give me your wand, and I'll just figure everything out, sweetie. Little Penelope, just give it all to Agatha. 
mistress of the king, mistress Agatha, witch of the kingdom. I wish there was a better term for that. It's like wizard, warlock, witch. Huh? But anyway, I'll think of something. But right now, I'm mistress Agatha. So just give me the wand, and I'll solve whatever your problems are. We're going to have Roland over there in a jiff, and he's going to impregnate Cinderella. Whoa, hey, I'm, uh, Miss Agatha, uh, only if, uh, uh, I will not commit any acts of indecency without the full participation of the princess. Uh, uh, sh- Roland, shh. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'll give you my wand in a bit. Just, oh, please tell me you'll help me. What do you mean you give me your wand in a bit? Why don't you just wave your wand and fix what's the problem? Tell, tell me the problem. Well, Mr. Sagatha, uh, she says... She'll have sex with the prince, or make love, make sweet love, I think she said. And sweet pregnant. She said she was going to be as pregnant as a murder of crows. I don't even know what that means. Like a kitten, a litter of kittens inside her. But she said if I don't get rid of all the bed bugs in the poor, poor sections of town, for all the poor of the town, all the, uh, every villager pretty much, she's going to, she's going to get, you know, she's going to, you know, and then we'll be all doomed. Okay, well, why don't just let's take your wand. We'll we'll both hold it together, and we'll go down there, and we'll wave a little spell, and we'll turn all the bed bugs into some slow moving thing, and we'll just gather them up and be gone. It'll take us a few hours. We've got if we do it now, we'll have till midnight tomorrow, correct? According to my uh, calculations. So let's get right on that. What if we? What could we turn them into, Roland? What do you think? Turtles, ma'am. Turtles are very, or tortoises are very slow creatures. Well, have I done well? Have I done well? You have Roland, you nincompoop. Um, that's a good idea, though. Yeah, maybe fish, because they'd be out of, they wouldn't be in the water. Anyway, just get, let's get that. Well, Cinderella's banned me from using magic. Uh, uh. Well, she's banned you. Right, exactly. She doesn't ban me, so just give me the wand and I'll take care of it. Well, she kept the wand. You lost my magic wand. Well, it's my magic wand, you. Your face looks like it's pulled back even tighter than normal. Your hairs, you should loosen that bun. It's going to... Shut. You lost the wand. My, uh, my wand. I'm the wizardess of the kingdom. You're going to make me a fool. Well... I suppose I have no choice but to help you. All right. Now, here's what's going to happen. We have three days. Is sunset or sunrise? When? I guess uh, three sunsets from now. I don't know. Okay. Do you... We're going to go to bed. We're all going to sleep. We're going to get a good night's sleep. Tomorrow, we'll head down to the inn at the crossroads into town. And we'll figure all this out. And you'll get me that wand if I figure this out. You got that? Godmother, fairy godmother. Oh, of, of course, of course. Shh, what was that? Did you hear some rumbling? We're going to get some... No, I can't, I can't possibly sleep. Okay, here. I'm going to go in my cabinet. Take this out. And Roland, you should probably drink some of this too, because you don't do us... Okay, drink this. There you go, sweetie. Okay, now you go and lie down. You'll go right to sleep. What? What is it you uh, fed me? Um, 
he, they call it Sazarp. So opiate and alcohol mixed together. It'd be oh, oh, Roland's already fallen down, and he only smelled it. Okay, so chop chop. They all go to bed. The next morning, they wake up and they head over to the inn at the crossroads of town. Now this is the inn that the innkeeper married one of Agatha, the stepmother's daughters. She married him, married one of her daughters off to the innkeeper. He's since retired his, his son and his daughter. No, that's not possible. Yeah, so she's married her daughter off to the innkeeper in exchange for, you know, dinner when she needs it and, and dinner and drinks every night. And Agatha, it's been a while since Agatha's been at this inn, so they've missed her. So she shows, they show up for brunch. And, oh, Agatha, Agatha, we've heard, we've heard, we saw your your magical duties. Oh, and they're all bowing, and they're, they're, it's like she's a celebrity. Oh, Miss, we, we've always believed in you. They're a little bit scared of her, and, and I think they were in the past, if we could sit in on it. But she was also like kind of like a, uh, not a gangster, but she kind of had that thing where she'd sit in the corner and people would bring her problem, th- their problems to her, you know, the problems they didn't want anybody else to know about, and she'd solve them. So, meanwhile, everyone's gathered around, and, you know, some of the guests from out of town are like, who's that? And they're like, oh, it's the the witch of the kingdom. Come to visit us and check on everything, and I hope everything's in order. Oh, Mr. Shelley, where's your favorite table, and who are these your guests? Are these your guards? This this here's my assistant, Penelope. She's my chambermaid. And this here's my, uh, I don't even know what to call him, my Roland. So... Thank you for your hospitality and keep. How's my daughter? Oh, uh, she's uh, she's alive, Mr. Sagatha. She's uh, she's still sleeping right now. Oh, figures. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna you know chat around. We'll sp- we're gonna spend the whole day here. Oh, wonderful! The king or the queen or the princess be by? Is this official visit? Is this will there be any magic work? No, no, no. Actually, uh, well, here, have a seat. Let's talk candidly. I need you to talk around to all your guests, and I need you to think. Princess has us on a special mission, just for the princess, a secret mission. Let's see, get rid of, rid the rid the town of bedbugs. Oh well, Mister Shagatha, only the poor have bedbugs, you know. They they were a scourge of the kingdom for a while, and then, you know, uh, the priests or something they cast some sort of prayer spell and. You know, we burned that effigy of uh, that one giant bed bug. And, and since then, I think they've only bothered the poor folk. Uh, I think it, there might have been, I can't remember. So the, then that was taught before. Okay, okay. I need you to ask everyone that comes in here how they keep, who has had bed bugs. What, like, what do you do? How do you keep bed bugs out of your hand? Oh, well, I judge a man by his outfit and the coin in his pocket and. If uh, bed bugs are discovered, I just uh, I call I call in the uh, I just call in the priest. They charge uh, you know that temple down the road. It's called the uh, temple, the abominable insect or something something of the like. And they they get rid of them. Okay, okay. So the temple gets rid of them. Now what do they use? Oh, some sort of smoke and incense, and they chant. And okay, well I want you to ask around for any other. Other um, cures. What? What? And and okay. So you get this. How come they don't? They don't. How come then the whole poor 
part of the village is not clean? Why don't these priests, this Church of the Infernal Insects, why don't they go down there and clean up? Oh, well, they say it's the scourge of the poor. Well, I thought, uh, I mean, I'm not a religious woman, but I'm, I thought religions were in service of the poor or something. No, 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 no. That's just a stereotype, uh. Um, Mr. Sagatha, no, no, no. They they charge for their services. You know, their 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 religion needs coin to deal with the infernal insects, and what their god is a bug-eyed lord that dislikes insects. I can't. I don't practice a religion, but yes, they they expect to be paid for their services. So the poor cannot pay, therefore, they're stricken. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, I can't get. What is this debate that you're getting me into? Okay, I need to interview everyone. I need to. You, we're going to source all your customers. I want to know every other cure other than these infernal insect religious folks of what we can do to get rid of these bed bugs. Got it? Okay, we'll be here all day. And so they spend the whole day there. And, and most of the stuff they were is a twist on that like, oh, it's the poor, they're not clean enough. Oh, it's the poor, and they spend too much time in the mud, and the baby insects are on them. Or, oh, the poor. You know, they don't wipe or they don't wash their hands or it's what they eat. It's their poor diet, you know, too much soda or whatever they called it back then. So it's always a poor people's fault. And I'm not trying to be, you know, a bleeding heart uh, person here. You know, I'm just telling you the facts. So most of the middle class folks rolling through here, the traders, working class, they're saying, you know, it's a disease of the poor. It's basically their bed bug thing and. Yeah, this religion gets rid of it when the poor people bring it to them. And, uh, you know, stepmother, she's not too, she's not too pleased. So, but it's getting towards night. So it's getting towards the evening. So she calls a role, she calls a meeting with Roland and the stepmother, the fairy. She calls a meeting with Roland, the fairy. Okay. What have you two found about these, you know, is it the same thing? Everyone you talk to saying, oh, it's a poor, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I, I'm afraid the way people are looking at me that one of them, these men could be a spy sent to slice our throats open. Okay, Roland, you just watch out for her and her. She's losing her marbles. Every 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 three hours, give her a sip of this. And then, um, you know, you two just come on. We're, we're going to go to bed, go back to the tower. We're going to sleep, and then we're going to go into Port Town. So they get in a good night's sleep. And the next morning they get up, they go to the poor sections of town, and they tell them they're on a, they tell them what they're doing. We're, oh, we're on an expedition from Princess Cinderella here, and we're here to try to get rid of your bed bugs. And we, you know, we brought some things along, we would like to try them out. So they go into some bedrooms, you know, poor people kind of think this is odd. You know, these strange, this strange, ugly-faced woman, and this drunken, obliviated, uh, puffy face, the kind of donut baker, are rolling around, and they're going in and looking under their beds and rolling around in their beds, and trying to do incense and blow incense into the beds. They're bringing cats in to see if cats will eat them, heating heating up the room with tons of coals, and they're opening all the windows. They're bringing all the beds out into the sun, and doing stuff all day long. What else? You know. Water, singing, screaming, chanting. They try a bunch of chants. Oh, glory out, a bed bug. You know, stuff like that. Drums, birds, rats. 
They check rats for fed bugs too. They try all these things, and then they, you know, then they're like, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. So then they go home, and they get ready to go to bed. And Fairy Godmother's already passed out because she's been drinking that Cesar. And Roland's, he's like, man, I'm feeling, I, I think I, I need a bath. I'm feeling uh, scratchy. And then Agatha's like, oh, I, I was trying to ignore it. We got the bed bugs. We got them. And then looks, and she's got bed bugs crawling all over her, in her clothes. And Roland's got the bed bugs too. And, if, and they look, the fairy godmother's covered in them. They're biting her like crazy because she's passed out. So, she's, so they don't sleep a wink. And the next morning, I mean, she's like, she's like, we're figuring this out. Roland, take off all your clothes. And she goes in, she's like, get in, stay in your room. And I'm going to get rid of these bed bugs. And he's itching and rolling. She starts to do experiments on Roland. She starts, like, beating him, making him run around and sweat, pouring hot wax on him, uh, putting different bu- other bugs on him, like ants and stuff. She tries this for days and days. I mean, not days. She tries over and over everything you can think of. Hot water, cold water, ice water. Dogs licking him, horses licking him, pigs licking him, mud baths, uh, acid baths, hot oil baths, everything. And by the time the night comes, you know, they still have the bed bugs. So then she's like, okay. We sh- she's out of her mind. They go into the poor section of town, and she she's like asking them how do they sleep. And they're like, oh, you just toss and turn all night in, in the straw, and then... Uh, you know, we just learn to live with it. So they stay in the poor section of town. I t- totally don't get it why they did that. But um, meanwhile, they're sharing a room, the three of them, sh- three straw mats, and tossing and turning. Meanwhile, fairy godmother's still drunk and high on the opiates. And she she ke- keeps waking up, and she's positive there's giant bed bugs in the room. I, and maybe they're crawling on her eyeballs. Maybe that's why. So she's running around screaming. And fairy God, or the, ste- the stepmother's still trying to give her more opiates. And it's like, okay, now they're down to 24 hours. And she's like, damn. Like, And then that, that next morning, they're even worse. Like, there's bed bugs everywhere. So the next morning gets there, and they're covered in bed bug sores. They've got bed bugs on them. They have, like, straw pokes because they've either been sleeping on, sh- they were sleeping on straw and the, uh, Fairy Godmother had a burlap sack with straw stuffed in it because they felt bad cause since she was kind of out of her mind. But So they got, like, cuts and wounds and bed bugs, and they're irritable. And the Fairy Godmother still, she's like, she, she's like, I was just in the, the bath, the chamber room. There's a giant bed bug in there, and he's looking at me. His name's Bernie, and he, he, he said he wants... He's 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 gonna eat us all, and she's like, "Roland, go 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 in the bathroom and check check. Just just go show her there's no bed bug in there. There's no giant bed bugs. We okay. I'm gonna gather up a sack of these bed bugs, and I'm gonna have to. I don't. Oh, I'll sneak. Uh, Miss Agatha, Mr. Agatha, you uh, better have a look in the chamber room. Uh, well, why do I need to look? Because there's. Let me guess. There's a giant, actually, a giant bed bug in there. But there's the irony. Oh, uh, yeah. How'd you know? 
uh, because I've, uh, what's it doing? Just kind of sitting there. It's not very, I don't think they're made to move around in big size or something. So it's just sitting there, you know, something like that. And uh, staring at me. Uh, it tried to move and eat me or something, but I, I don't know. I think it's too big, you know, because it's used to sucking our blood or whatever. So it can't really suck my blood wasn't doing it. I don't know. You want to go in and talk to it? Hmm. Okay, Roland. You got that church, the infernal. Okay, I've got a plan. Get the throw that bed bug. Let's get the get the burlap sack that the fairy god fairy godmother was sleeping on, and we're gonna. I'll go in the chamber pot. So they go in the chamber pot. They shove this giant bed bug into it. it weighs probably like 120 pounds. They wrestle it, and they get into a a, a couple of burlap sacks, and they go down. They get a wheelbarrow. They throw it in the wheelbarrow. It's like, okay, let's push it up the hill. So they head up the hill into the middle class, the religious district, past a couple temples, a couple um, oracles and stuff, and they get to this church of the infernal insect. And she's like, uh, let's let's check around back. This has got to be where the, uh, the temple priests or whatever they call them here live. So they find, like, where the uh, priests live. I think it's, I don't know what they called it back then, priest, priest's house or... I don't even Templars. I don't. I don't know what they call them. But so they find out where he lived. They sneak in, and they find one guy just sitting eating his breakfast, drinking some coffee or tea or whatever. And he said, "Hello, oh, can I help you, ma'am? Ladies, uh, the church's not open at this time. Uh, you can go around back for your offerings." They go, "Oh, really? Um, well, we need to know all you need, all you know about getting rid of bug bugs. Well, that's the spiritual knowledge of the infernal insect." You must become a supplicant to the insect. Do make the insect angry by asking such questions. You must become an initiate and go off and live at our sequestered cloister and and learn the ways of the insect. So we could get rid of it. If you have bed bugs, ma'am, we would be happy to get rid of it. We'll just charge you a coin or four of gold, whatever you can afford. Say, listen, listen. Get rolling. Lock the doors. And the step, fairy godmother's kind of in there. Blah, 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 blah. So you got a woman here speaking tongues. Bad bugs. There's a giant bad bug in the back. Blah, blah. She's a, has she been an initiate? Was she kicked out or something? It's a, um, I've heard of this. I think she might be possessed by uh, bugs. The fairy godmother, Roland's blocking the door. And fairy godmother pulls the uh, sacks off and the giant bed bugs slapped on the floor and she grabs the guy by the back and pushes his face towards it and she's a pretty strong stepmother and the thing's like oh oh no what is this you know what it is it's a bed bug come back to get you for all, killing all its brethren we're gonna feed you to it she grabs his hand she holds it right by its mouth and it's snapping and it's got like sort of pincers and pokers and it rips one of its fingernails off, his fingernails off, and eats it. And it's sliming on him, and and it's working up, and it's terrifyingly. It's like the worst elements of a maggot and um, an earwig, if you combine the two, to be the most horrible. But it's and this guy's just ah, 
I'm so sorry. What can I do? And she's like, I need to. T- I need to know how to get rid of these dang bag bugs, regular size ones. And uh, he tell, tells her that they. You know, oh, we have the storage. We have this poison smoke. We use and it kills them all. Yes. Uh, uh. Okay. Okay. So that'll kill them all. Well, we need, well, we're gonna need some of that poison smoke. Well, just go ahead and take it. And then stepmother, you know, she's thinking long game. So she's like, now these aren't gonna come. Well. Uh, uh, no, they won't. If you kill them once, they don't come back unless someone else infested lives there. She's like, hmm. well, this whole poor town's infested. This whole poor town's infested, so I can't guarantee. Wait, well, how do you? What if they? How? How? How, how do you prevent them from keep coming back? If you, other than, oh, I'm not sure. It's like, uh, you know, we just we smoke out the beds and then we dust all the dead bodies off the dead beds and and. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're gone. Meanwhile, it's gotten late, and, uh, whatever, whatever magical power, you know, because this bed bug is probably from to scare the stepmother, the fairy godmother into, I don't, I don't know, some sort of magic related to the fairy godmother and get, keeping Cinderella from getting pregnant. But instead of midnight, this magic must wore off at noon, because all of a sudden that bed bug shrinks and, uh, disappears into the burlap sack. And the guys, get, and then the guy's still freaked. She's like, "I can turn it right back anytime I want." And uh, you know, she's go gather us enough smoke. You know, so this guy goes in the storeroom, and then they start taking him. Meanwhile, the stepmother is still thinking. You know, her brain's always working, and she's like looking at the set, the burlap set, the burlap sack. And not only does it have the one that shrunk, but it's just got all these, all all these. Bedbugs crawling in and out of its burlap, the you know the weave and the burlap. And then she's like thinking of how the f- hay pokes out, you know, straw pokes out of the burlap sack and pokes them. And she think about how itchy she is. And then she looks down and she knows she's a beautiful silk dress on, and that uh, you know, there's bedbugs crawling on her silk dress, and she when she brushes them off, that they just fall off, and that you know, there's other ones under her silk dress. But they're not able to get in and out. And then she starts thinking about the mattresses of the different classes and how the only people that use, poor people either sleep on a burlap sack full of straw or straw. You know, middle class and rich people sleep on stuff that's like silk or satin stuffed with, uh, stuffed with straw or, or more likely like some sort of cotton or something more comfortable. And she's like, huh, that's, that's it. So she she puts two and two together. She's like, oh, well, we need to change. So we'll smoke. We can smoke poor town out, but we need to replace all the mattresses. And, you know, summarize after that. I mean, the, after, you know, once her brain starts working, she calls Cinderella or whatever. She doesn't call. She go, goes up and she tells Cinderella's handlers that she needs, you know, they need to run a, clo- a, a silk drive and tax get silk from all the merchants and all all the wealthy people that have silk to donate, and they need to make all these mattresses. So they go on this giant mattress drive. Cinderella hears about it, so she gives them a couple extra days. And every poor person's told to line up, and they're each given a brand new silk and cotton. Oh, I don't know if they had cotton silk and um, sheep's shear. What do you call that? Wool mattress. And then you know they're told not you know. They move out of port. They smoke out poor town with the 
goods for they took from the uh, Church of the Infernal Insect. And that's it. That's the end of the bed bug infestation. I mean, once the poor people, it took a, it took a couple more tries. I mean, I'm telling you in retrospect, as I am the keeper of these legends, as I am the keeper of these legends, I guess. But uh, yes, yeah, so they smoke out. You know, kind of like uh, not as fancy as like you know Breaking Bad when they're you know insect bombing those houses, but they keep you know they 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 get rid of them and. Meanwhile, this legend starts to spread from the poor people. They're so appreciative. I mean, going your whole life being harassed by bedbugs to now being lying back in a peaceful bed of finest wool and silk. They just feel like every night they're they're floating and there's no more itching. There's no more bugs crawling on them. There's no more straw poking at them. They're just resting and sleeping and having you know making love sometimes as people are waned to do or jumping on beds as some people do kids and adults napping and mostly just getting a solid night's sleep no more tossing or turning you know just feeling like soft material against their skin as their body sinks down and the world just seems to start to float away you're just sinking in you're drifting you're drifting drifting kind of like one of those docks you see in a movie it's just offshore and you know your life has changed you've gone from one state to the other when you can swim out there without parental supervision without help and then you get to the dock and you just lie down and you're basking in the sun the dock's floating it's rocking. It's rocking back and forth. But this this dock's not made of wood. It's made of silk and lamb's wool. It's like a little cloud, which is the most overused word in this podcast, but it's so sleepy. It's like sleeping on a giant sheep, a clean sheep that doesn't smell bad. And has a great temperament to just parade around with you on its back and a wider back to support you. And they're just floating. And that is how the bed bug problem was solved. <laughs>